Oh, so it's stupid. Hours. Get it right, Holmes. I hope your voice cracks again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and this is the Monica. <laughs> Monica. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. this is the Monaco prediction pod episode. And again, man, I, I don't know why I always get so excited for this race. Probably after last year, but normally, it, yeah, normally it doesn't deliver much. But man, last year had a little bit of everything going on and all attributed to the fact that it was raining, which we might have this weekend as well. 80% chance. Keep your fingers crossed. There we go. I just hope that uh, this year the Ferrari team has come to play and they don't, you know, bend Charlotte Claire over a table again like they did last time. Just I, if they do the same thing as last time, I hope Leclerc leaves the team immediately. It's just like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm out. I'm Someone done. else pick me up. I'm done. Though. <laughs> that was, Man. that had to be like top three worst screw overs in the history right. of F1. Well, when you look at his record, which we spoke about on the last pod where he had, up till then had never finished a Monaco Grand Prix, his home race, the city that he grew up in, never been able to finish a race. He's on track to win the race. He's and on then, pole. Yeah, on pole, in first place, and they pull him into the pits, not once, but twice in a matter of three laps. He gets stuck behind Carlos Sainz, and they pull him in, they tell him to box, and they're like, no, stay out. And he's like, what the hell, I'm already in. And then yeah. just after that, P4. You know the, la the end of that race? He was just fuming, fuming Jeez. watching those cars. How do you not? I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the Mercedes room after that, when the cameras and radio weren't on. And oh, in the Red Bull or Ferrari room? Ferrari room, not Mercedes. Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. I I don't know. I don't even know if, like you said, there are no words. He was probably just sitting there, just pissed off and quiet. <laughs> oh. but, but let's let's get into it. We got some some very interesting news. We got predictions, reviews. I'm excited. Oh yeah, we got liveries. So, we got a, we got some pretty cool liveries. Let's talk about this news that just came out last night, where Aston Martin and Honda have announced the actual partnership for 2026 and beyond. That's yep. pretty. That's pretty big news. Yeah, it is huge news. Um, yeah, it, I was really surprised. You know, why are they going with Aston Martin? Why aren't they going with Red Bull? All that stuff. I, I dug into it a good bit. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing for me is now that they're not going to be a Mercedes customer team, um, they're going to have a lot more, I guess, say in the aerodynamics of that car, which is just going to help elevate them to another level. Because right now, they have the engine, and they kind of have to fit the bodywork around that engine. But once they can dictate the design of the engine, I think that's just going to help them and uh, Dan Fallow has designed that car and to be even more dominant than it is right now. Yeah, I've actually got quite a few quotes here from Whitmarsh, uh, owner of Aston Martin Group. Um, I thought this was really interesting stuff that he put out. One, quote, Mercedes have been great partners and they remain that. They are in it to win it and clearly so are we. And so I, I thought that was some pretty nice stuff. But a couple of things that he said... 
Quote, the first and obvious example was we currently share a wind tunnel with them. We're having to spend a huge amount of money to build our own wind tunnel, which is only four or five miles from their wind tunnel. It's quite an adequate one that we use, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, he said, the nature of F1 is if you want to win, it means beating Mercedes. And it's extremely difficult to beat an organization as good as Mercedes if you're reliant on them for intellectual properties, facilities, and components. Oh, that was true. very, like, spot on. Um, and I thought that was a really good one. Just, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit on this. Um, why Honda's even coming back in after two years ago they left and why are they going with another team? And so I was reading up on this and I thought it was really interesting. Um, so Honda did not expect to win the world championship in 2021. And when Max won it, they had already announced their withdrawal and were already like, moving everything to red bull and they were like shit i don't know if we really want to pull out of this so they gave everything over to red bull and they're and now red bull's doing what red bull's doing and honda's like shit we shouldn't have done this um they sold everything to red bull gave red bull all of their employees they completely pulled out of the uk and now they're offering to come back in. They offered it to Red Bull first, and Red Bull said, nah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Um, and so they they, you know, the the article brought up a really good point. They're like, Honda has been in F1 many times. They created the Red Bull engine that's so dominant. In 2026, we haven't talked about this yet, and it's a long ways off, but there's three main things that the engines are changing. One is the deployment of electric power will be tripled in 2026. So electric motor development is huge, sustainable fuel, and the cost cap will apply to the power unit suppliers in 2026. Interesting. So those three reasons, Honda's wanting to come back in in 2026. They've made a couple of announcements that they've got the technology to do this and Aston Martin you know, Lance Lawrence Stroll immediately went over there and got paperwork signed up. Dude, um, I think that is that. so smart for him. Yes. Like for that team that like they're already there. They just need that one extra boost. And I think this could potentially be it. This is what yeah. might take them over the top. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing that I read, Aston Martin's new factory comes online this month. Oh, wow. So like they're about to be they're going to be a powerhouse. And I think, I mean, they're already doing great, but I think this team is like on the trajectory to be a world championship. Yep. They're, they're going to be a problem for the entire grid of formula one for a while. And I'm excited to see it. It's so cool to see, you know, instead of for the longest time, it was like Red Bull or I'm sorry, uh, Mercedes, Red Bull kind of Ferrari dipping in and out, but now to have like a good solid top four, hopefully. I think that's going to be pretty exciting. Can we count Ferrari in the top four? Is it- that's why I said hopefully. It's like it's like sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting them out to pasture just yet. But they're damn close. <laughs> we'll let them fuck themselves over the next couple of weekends, and then we'll put them out to pasture. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they do. So Monaco this weekend, three days. 
yes. tire choice. C3 through C5. Softest tires across the board. Generally a one-stop race when everything goes smoothly. Generally starts on softs or mediums, goes to hards. Not a lot of tire day here. Um, Except for last year when it started on full wets. One of the only wets. times you ever see full wets. To enter, well, and on that, they're bringing the new full wets to this race as well with, that don't require tire blankets. So if we get the oh. rain and we get t- full wets, we'll get the new ones. Nice. So that'll be interesting. Um, chance of rain. I'll let you talk about the McLaren livery. I know you're, uh, <laughs> that's, that's your backyard. Yeah. So I, I saw the pictures this morning and I, I'm underwhelmed. I don't know what it is. I know really? I saw, I saw a lot of people online like it. Some people were comparing it to a cigarette because it's like orange at the yeah. back, white in the middle and the black at the front. I just, I don't like it. I don't like the white cars. They don't do it for me. Um, I always appreciate a one-off livery and a special edition livery, but nothing can hold a candle to the old golf liveries that they would do. And I understand that golf is now with Williams, so they can't do that. But for me, that's the benchmark of recent awesome. sexy liveries. Yeah, so I mean, I'm glad they're doing something new. They need they need something new. It's like when your football team's down and they come with like a special uniform on, and all of a sudden they play with a little a little more vigor, pizzazz, if you will. Like, hopefully, that's what'll happen this week. And I mean, it's it's paying homage to the Triple Crown. Is McLaren's the only? Uh, well, has Ferrari ever? So the Triple Crown is Monaco F1, 24 Hours of Le Mans, and Indy 500. The only other team I think would that would be able to claim that would be Ferrari, but I don't think they've ever competed in the Indy 500. I don't, not that I'm aware of, no. So McLaren might be the only team that's actually achieved the triple triple crown. Interesting. Um, which is kind and of might be a, a bit of a tangent, but Fernando did he achieve that? Did he win? No, in he three? didn't. He didn't win Indy 500. Oh. He's won. I think he's won Le Mans twice. He is a Monaco winner. He went. To, he tried twice for the Indy 500. And yeah. uh, the first year did terrible. And I think the second year he crashed out. Ah, um, that'll happen. So that'll get you. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the track itself. So this was interesting. I didn't know this. So the first race in Monaco was in 1950. It was the OG first year of Formula One. The only year that has not included Monaco was 1955. In 73 years of racing, they have missed one year in 1955. Wow. That's that's part of the heritage and I think the nostalgia that gets me pumped up for this track. Like regardless of the racing, I just, I don't know, whenever you're going to Monaco, it seems like such an event. Like I would love to go there one day and just experience it. But, you know, we'll take our yacht there next year. Oh, for sure. Like I said, we'll be out there in the marina. Red, white, and blue, just flying high as can be, pumping Kid Kimmy Rock. Kimmy in, drinking beer with <laughs> us. Oh, man. I can't wait. That'll be awesome. Um, so 78 laps. The track is 3.337 kilometers long or 2.08 miles of freedom. There we go. Uh, track record, minute 12.9 held by Lewis Hamilton in 2021. There is one DRS zone that is basically might as well not exist. Right. Um, and there are, this is what I thought was funny because you watch the track and how many, there's only 19 turns. It has the same number yeah. of turns, I believe, as Coda. But if you look at like the circuit, there's not a straight part of that circuit. The whole <laughs> thing is twisting and turning. They only count 19 of them. But there's like 37. 
There's not a single straight line on that track. It's definitely very unique. And that's another thing that's exciting is because this is the best opportunity. If someone is going to take down Red Bull this season, I think this is it. You're going to neutralize the DRS with that one DRS zone. And then if you can get ahead and qualify ahead of them, you have the opportunity to potentially dictate the race. Because at Monaco, you win in two spots, and that is qualifying on Saturday and your pit stop on Sunday. Yep. And so it's two opportunities. If you get both of those right, you're good. If you screw either one of those up or both of them, God Ferrari. forbid, you're you're done. Ferrari, yes. But so, before we get before we get into the predictions, though, let's also talk about Mercedes because it just came out earlier that they are bringing their their upgrade package, at least part of it. Unless we I we have seen before where they've kind of like duped everybody and shown pictures or whatever of of one thing and it's the other. But it seems like from the pictures coming out of the paddock that we're seeing. They have a side pod now. Yep. At the very least. I don't know what else they brought. They're being very hush about it. But at the very least, they have a side pod. And from the pictures I've seen, it's slightly reminiscent of kind of like the Ferrari style. You know, maybe when we see some full pictures, it'll be different. Yeah, right. Um, They already copied Ferrari in Australia and they had their car light on fire. So (laughs) maybe they're going full (laughs) Ferrari now. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be really fun. I'm surprised. I mean, Monaco, we've been saying it for weeks now. Monaco's not generally the place you bring heavy upgrades to because that driver needs to extract extract the most out of it, and no driver is extracting the most out of anything when the wall is constantly three feet away. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just so desperate at this point that they're just like, we can't do another another week so of So desperate as they're 10 points behind P2. Yeah, right. <laughs> but hey, man, when your standards fun, are are so high, it makes sense. But yeah, so I'm excited to see, you know, what kind of performance upgrades they have or performance uh benefits they get from that. Yeah, I saw McLaren already said they're not bringing any new uh developments to Monaco that the next ones will be in Barcelona. So, but apparently Zach Brown was saying that Miami was a one-off and that they expect to do a whole lot better this weekend even though they're not bringing any new developments so let's go zach i hope so bold move cotton come on buddy let's do it (laughs) so before we get to the predictions i want to rewind it a little bit i've got the race reviews from 2021 and 2022 which are kind of 2021 was a really classic monaco year and then we've been already talking about 22 but i want to run down them real quick because it might lead up to the decision making for for predictions so 2021 Leclerc's on pole, crashes out his last lap around for qualifying. Ferrari makes the genius move not to replace the gearbox that just got smashed into a wall. And on the formation lap, Leclerc is out. (laughs) No, 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 guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From there, it was a super uh, one-stop race. Nothing crazy happened. Botas got retired. That was like the second time that year that the wheel gun couldn't get the wheel off the t- off of the car. Was that the the world's longest pit stop? Yep, <laughs> it's like thirty six hours or whatever it was. Yep, <laughs> uh, to get that off. So Botas got retired. Norris lapped Ricardo here. Oof, oof, not good. Not um, good, Danny. It was funny watching it, and you got to remember, this is 2021. This is the old cars. This is Mercedes dominance, and Lewis Hamilton was stuck behind Pierre Gasly the entire race and couldn't pass him. 
And so that kind of also shows how this track can neutralize you that the freaking 2021 Mercedes couldn't get past Gasly in an Alpha Tower. <laughs> yep. But Verstappen won it. Signs came in second and Norris was on the podium. So that's that 2021. One. 2022 Ferrari front row lockout Leclerc and signs. Let's not forget the controversy because that's when uh, Sergio Perez spun out right before going into the tunnel and prevented Max from setting or getting his final flying lap in quali, which Which also led to. Yep. And then led to all this other controversy when it was, what was it? Brazil when Mm -hmm. Max wouldn't let Checo pass and all that. Yep. So that don't forget that. Don't just glass over that one. Um, so we have the formation lap followed by a 45 minute red flag because of how hard it was raining. Um, Ferrari front row, they finally get started. Everyone's on full wets, and two people immediately crashed. Can you guess who they were? I would say one of them was probably Nicholas Latifi. It was. And the other, and was the other one Lance Stroll? It was indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking a shot in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, you got it there. Um, Then Ferrari double stack. Tell Leclerc to stay out, actually, after he's already in and F him in the A completely. He drops down to P4. Um, This one, Mick had that huge crash where he broke the car in half. Um, red flag comes out for that. They had to restart under a rolling restart because it was raining again. Um, and then the race actually ended under time, not laps because of how yep. long it went. And Perez won, signs in second, Verstappen in third, uh, Leclerc in fourth. Mm, so the saddest fourth fourth place ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. it takes us to this weekend. Going into this weekend. All right. Who do you have on poll? All right. So my poll, I'm looking at what happened earlier this year in Baku, which is slightly similar at points of the track, even though it's much more high speed than this one. And I'm also looking at history. And I think this man's got a, a vendetta. He's got something to prove. I'm putting Charlotte Claire on poll for the third year in a row for the hat trick. I agree with you completely. But I put Max Verstappen. <laughs> I Which completely is agree, but you're wrong. <laughs> kind of a weird one, but I actually wrote down Leclerc first and then I scratched him out and put Max. And here's my reason. The car in Miami that those that signs and Leclerc were driving was hot garbage with that new floor. Mm-hmm. They could not keep that thing on the track to save their lives. Ferrari's gonna keep that floor. I don't see them having the confidence they're going to need to beat that Red Bull going around that track, especially with how unstable that car is. I actually think Leclerc is going to crash it. That is a very logical choice, and it makes a lot of sense, but I I hope that it's wrong. I I wrote Leclerc down first. I was like, I'm going to manifest it. It's going to happen. And (laughs) then I started thinking about it and was like, no, no, I don't think it is actually. I mean, logically, yeah, you're right. It's a track where they're not going to have much confidence after what happened last time out, but we shall see. And the time before that. I think Leclerc is just going to send it as hard as he can, and it's either going to be... Straight into the wall. Well, one or the other. It's either feast or famine this weekend. There's no other choice. 
Um, okay, so who do you have on P3 then? For the All right, race? so so this might be a crazy top three, but I'm taking everything into effect or into account. The rain, the mainly the rain, but rain upgrades Lewis Hamilton, all this you? other stuff. P3, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. I agree with you. I wrote down <laughs> Hamilton and then I scratched him out and wrote down Alonzo. Oh, and here is. Here's my reasoning. Yes, I agree with you 100% on a traditional track, but this race is going to be one on Saturday and that Mercedes just isn't that fast in qualifying. Alonzo's going to out qualify him and then no one's going to get by Alonzo. And he's going to win it in P3. That's that's my thought. True. True. I'm still banking on some crazy, you know, back and forth on the tires like we had last year. So you never so, know. Man. I hope so, so bad. But all right, here All you right. Go, P2. So to carry on with the, the shaken up podium that I have, my P2 is the hometown boy, Charles Leclerc. <laughs> oh, man. You're just praying for him this year. I'm swinging for the fences right now, but I'm, I'm yeah, hoping. I'm hoping. Checo, it's a safe bet. I don't know though. King of the streets, man. King you don't of the think streets. he'll he'll pull it out? I don't know. What's your P one? All right, so my P one. Ooh, you ready for this one? P one. Logan Alonso. He's getting his maiden win. <laughs> no, Alonso's getting his win this weekend. Alonso's getting his win. There's, Look, if it rains, Alonzo's gonna win. If it's dry, then you can just throw all of my predictions out of the out of the, the, the window. <laughs> but if it rains, he's gonna get in P one. I don't know if they go on an aggressive pit stop strategy and pull him in, like do an undercut, and then he just defends like Taylor Swift's life depends on it for the rest of the race. <laughs> <laughs> or or I, that's what I see happening. <laughs> so I got. So Alonzo what happens P1. to the Red Bulls? See, that was, and that was going to go into my wild card, but I switched it up. I, I really believe there's going to be a Red Bull DNF. And I, I thought about this the other day, random shower thought. And uh, it was that Max and Checo, Checo's going to be ahead. Checo's going to have pace. Unlike last time where Max was lapping a second half, two seconds faster. Checo's going to have enough pace that he thinks that he can go for it and that he can win. When it comes time to pass, Checo's going to be super aggressive. One of the <clears throat> super Checo's gonna be super aggressive. One, they're gonna make contact. One of them's gonna DNF, and the other one's gonna, you know, have some damage to contend with. Yeah, that's. But that's, that's not fair. my wild Max card. Is that's just it. a random shower thought. That's fair. It's so. Look, the the way I see is, if it rains, I'm gonna be 100 percent right. If it doesn't rain, <laughs> you're gonna be right. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So praying yeah, for the rain. <laughs> not not my wild card, but I just do not see Ferrari doing well this weekend. Yeah. That's I a very safe bet for sure. It, it's hopefully the uh, bad luck will be on Carlos Sainz this weekend. <laughs> just for purely so you know Leclerc doesn't lose his marbles. <laughs> I know, right? For his sanity. <laughs> for the sake All right, of what's your wild card? All right, so my wild card. I'm feeling it this week. They're dressed up. They got it. They came to play. They came to party. They're all dressed up for the triple crown. I have Lando top five. Ooh, bold move. Cotton. It is. I told you I'm throwing all the rules out the window this weekend. 
I think Haas is going to get points this weekend. That's my wild card. Oh, oh, we're going to have, we're going to have a Haas in the top 10. All right. So that's your wild card, but on the side, who do you think it's going to be? I'm going to actually go against my usual grain and say, I think it'll be Nico Hulkenberg. Ah, cause normally you think K Mag's going to be the one to take a risk. Yeah. But and you think, this is you think uh, slow and steady. Gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Reliable, Nico Hulkenberg is going to Mr. Reliable who keeps on qualifying very high. I think that Nico's going to get a decent quality in. Maybe he's going to make it into Q3 or maybe he's going to be real close to it and we'll get a Haas points finish. You're right. Nico is close to taking over the, the Mr. Saturday moniker, I think. Yeah, he is. He's been crushing it on Saturdays. Um, so that that's kind of, I think, I think he's, he's going to be able to seal the deal this weekend just because hell, if a Ferrari can't pass the Haas, all they got to do is qualify well and they'll get points. <laughs> that's true. Oh my God. If Charles Leclerc gets stuck <laughs> behind K-Mag again. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to say, screw it, and just torpedo, just dive bomb him right into the Lowe's hairpin or something. Just take them both out. Get out, flip him the bird, walk over to the nearest yacht and crack a cold one. Yep. Pull a Kimi Raikkonen. But with Charles, it'll probably be like some nice sparkling champagne or something. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're, oh, you're man. Right. He, he is classy like that. Yep. Well, these are exciting, man. I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. I, I'm hoping for rain and I'm hoping for a, a good entertaining race. And yep. hopefully we'll see if, uh, if the Monago, what do they, what do they call them? The Monagesque, Mon- Monagesque gods can yeah. deliver. Monagesque. We'll see, man. I, the race is never all that good, but I love watching the practices and quality because the track is so interesting and so iconic. Yep. And everything else, like I'm, I'm almost looking forward to everything leading up to the race more than the race itself. Exactly, I think that's the whole thing about it. Yeah, me too. And hopefully, so, in a couple of years, we'll be there. Uh, easy on we'll, our we'll little sell our, yacht, sail our yacht there. <laughs> giant American flag right, inside of it. <laughs> they would not let us in. No, they would. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. Well, if you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a rating and a review if you can. And also make sure you share this podcast with a friend. And uh, you got anything else, Dylan? That's it, Kurt. Sweet. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week when we come back and discuss what happened in the Monaco Grand Prix. And uh, on that note, stay classy, America. See you next time.